Hey everyone, it's Oscar Gonzalez here. And Joshua Gonzalez here. And you are about to listen to our second episode of our podcast, Pick Up Your Game. Okay, so if you were if you previously listened to our our first episode, we spoke about how we got the pickup idea and how it all originated from Joshua and I flipping different things. And in our last episode, we spoke about how Josh flipped well, attempted to flip one item, and that one thing that he tried to flip led to this business idea, pickup. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go on, go listen to it, and you can follow along from here. Uh, Before we move on, I'd just like to say Happy New Year, Merry Christmas to everyone. I hope everyone had a great break, and yeah, have you spent a bit of time with your family? Cool, so... Uh, as we spoke about last time, I bought a car. I came up with a pickup idea, but didn't act on it at all. Uh, I pretty much just kept going about my life without doing anything. I think that was purely because of the fact that we were at university. So Oscar and I were just focused on our studies. And that's about it. Oscar was studying engineering and finance a double degree and i was studying engineering and economics also a double degree uh so oscar and i have some uh thoughts about university and we i enjoyed it i thought it was a lot of fun did you what do you think of uni look i did enjoy it but overall like um as a whole picture i wouldn't say that uni was something something it, it wasn't for me i felt like it was just a bit restrictive as opposed to um, running your own business, you have a bit more freedom to choose what you'd like to do. Whereas at university, um, you have to follow the curriculum. So I felt a bit restricted. So for me, uni was, wasn't something I loved, but I did get through and I did finish with an engineering and finance degree. Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, university is great and I think it's really good. Uh, it's really good, especially if you already know what you want to do. So if you want to become an engineer, uh, you can go ahead and study engineering. Or if you want to be a lawyer, you can go ahead and study law. Uh, For myself, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And so I think I just got into a course just for the sake of getting into it. Uh, I think I would have rather spend a few years just exploring and just trying different things out uh, in or both in and outside of university to see what I did like. Uh, so that was my sort of experience with university. And I think it kind of just built up within, within Oscar and I, uh, to a point that I think one day we came home super disappointed with, with the work at university (laughs) to the point that I think one day I came home and it might've been Oscar that came home. It's probably both of us that we came home complaining about the uni experience uh, and about the university work. Um, And it wasn't until then that I was like, nah, I've had enough of this. I'm dropping out. I'm I'm done. You know, I'm I'm sick of this. I'm going to do something else. And I remember I came home saying that and our parents were like, well, what are you going to (laughs) do? If you're not going to be studying at uni, what are you going to be doing? And at that point, I remembered, hey, I've got this business idea of <laughs> driving people's cars. So I was like, hey, I've got, I've got to start this car business. 
And at that point, that was when I think our parents were said to said to me, "Well, why don't you just drop one degree, finish one of the one of the two, and and go from there?" So I decided to drop engineering, and whilst I did that, I made myself a goal, which was to get this business, this car business up and running in about a year's time, I said. Uh, so Josh was going to plan to start this business in one year, but our dad was actually, actually came up to Josh and was like, how about you just start this business with what you have and try to get it going by the end of the year? So this was probably about a time frame of about three months, I would say. Months. So in about three months, dad was just like, how about you just use what you can and and start. I think my initial intention was, I think, uh, especially with a lot of people who haven't started a business before, you want to make it this big thing. You know, you want to have a huge launch, you want to have employees, you want to have an accountant, the lawyer, and you just want to be at the top and you want to make it this big thing, which was my initial thoughts, which is why I said I gave myself a year. I was like, hey, I'm going to give myself a year so I can set it up properly. Uh, but it was my dad that was like, why don't you just do, do with what you've got and just start it on the side, uh, which was probably good advice for someone that has never, uh, good advice for someone that had never started a business before like myself. Uh, I think it's really good to just deal with what you've got and try not to make it such a huge, big thing. And, um, and just start. And just start. That's and right. Start. So what Josh did was he created a checklist, okay? And then on this checklist, I remember he would have on his desk every day and he'd look at it and he'd just try to get one thing off. So it could be like, get a phone number for the web, uh, for the business, get a website for the business, sort out insurance. Uh, what else was on the checklist? So there was a few things that I put on this checklist. Um, just keep in mind, I might mention now that at this point, uh, Oscar actually wasn't involved in the business at all. Uh, so it was just going to supposedly be my business, Josh's little business that he was go- that I was going to be doing. Um, and so I sat down and I thought, well, what do I need for this business? Or I thought to myself, to have a business, what do I need? And that's the, when I created the checklist that Oscar's talking about. The right ABN, uh, insurance, a Facebook group, a Facebook page, uh, everything that I could think about. Uh, the funny thing was that I knew absolutely nothing about business. Uh, I don't know why I thought I did, but I knew nothing. <laughs> to the point that I do remember one day I came home and said to my old man, I said, if someone gives me their credit card details, how do I take money out of it? And he just looked at me and he's like, I don't know, <laughs> go go work it out. And I just find it funny that I didn't even know how to take payment. If you would have given me your card number, the expiry date and the CVC, I couldn't even take money out of it. Uh, that's how little I knew about business. And so I was starting from scratch, from absolute rock bottom. Uh, not knowing nothing. nothing. Uh, so the thing to keep in mind here is when Josh was going through all this, he was actually just using 
online resources to find his answers. Mm. So for a website, for example, he just followed a series of online YouTube videos to create the website. He didn't go out and you know get a professional to do it. He just went online, typed in how to create a website and just followed the tutorial. So I remember coming home one day from university and he had a full website done in like half a website done in one day and I just remember thinking it was the coolest thing I had ever seen and he just followed a few a few a few videos yeah that's right so a lot of the resources are just online they're very easy to find when you're just starting a business um, the the government provides all the resources you need uh, the I forget what the website's called the biz.gov website I think that's what it's called. It just tells you step-by-step step what you need to do. Um, and I think there's a Queensland government site that pretty much explains everything you need to do to get the business started. So all the resources and stuff you need are just online, YouTube, just websites that pretty much explain it all, which is what I was doing to work out how to do it all. Um, and to what I knew, my knowledge, I knew I needed a website, a phone number, Facebook group, insurance, this and that. Uh, so I created the checklist, and as I went, I would tick them off. And the one of the funny stories was trying to find insurance, um, because of course our service is something that we hadn't heard about before, and it was something new, and it was something different, and a lot of the insurance brokers had never heard of such a thing before either. Uh, we were calling up insurance uh, companies trying to get insured and the funny thing was is that at this point we couldn't even explain our own service so you've probably seen it before that we have uh, our little slogan I guess you could say that just says we drive you in your car or maybe book a driver to drive your car pretty simple easy you understand what's going on that's it uh, but back then we could we didn't even know how to explain that so, uh, so we would call insurance brokers and we would say, okay, imagine the following scenario. You're at the bar, you're having a few drinks, you drove there, and then you pick up the phone, a driver comes, he hops in your car, then takes you home. We would, we would do that whole scenario. You know, I you think know, that, but that sound, that what Oscar just said there sounds better than what we were saying. Uh, by a long shot, <laughs> okay? Uh, I think I remember saying, you know, we get from A to B, someone, car, you know, it's keywords, and they couldn't understand a thing. Uh, but we say it all backwards. <laughs> it, was, it was a mess. It was all over the place because we couldn't explain what we were doing. Uh, so a lot of them would just be like... No, we don't ensure that. And I'm not surprised they said that to us <laughs> because we couldn't explain what we did. Um, and we just kept okay. trying, trying, trying until eventually we ran into a, uh, a, local, a local broker here in, in Canberra. And she really helped us out. Uh, she was the only one that actually took the time to listen to what we were doing and listen to what we were starting. And the funny thing is, is that she still takes care of our insurance today, three years later on, and I she'll probably keep doing it for a while because, um, yeah, she just took the time and effort to listen to what we had to say. And it was, she was great. She still is. So, <laughs> uh, big thanks to her and her team. Awesome. 
So after getting insurance, I think that was the last thing we needed, okay? So I remember Josh had, we had everything. And I remember Josh asking, oh, I remember I came home and I asked Josh, so Josh, everything's set, who is, who's gonna drive? And he looked, at, he looked at me and he was like, well, you and me, of course. And here's the funny thing. Josh didn't have a full license and I couldn't drive a manual car. So if you know anything about our business, our business is all about driving. So how we were going to get through this, I have no idea. So um, so what's funny is uh, in the, I guess you could say transport sort of industry, uh, having P plates, which was I, which is what I had, uh, is in a way kind of like, like not having a license. So if you've ever tried to buy insurance uh, for your car, you would know that if you're below 21 years old and you're on your P's, the premium goes through the roof. Um, same sort of thing uh, that's done for a reason. So I was on my P's and in a way that was like not having a license and Oscar couldn't drive a manual car because he had never learned. Uh, so we were kind of like, what do we do here? We have a kid who doesn't have a license, a 19-year-old kid who has no license, and a 21-year-old full that, license that can't drive a manual car. car. <laughs> so what did we do? So two things. The first thing was we were like, you know what, Josh, just don't even worry. Just drive the car anyway. Just, just drive the car. Um, just don't display the P plates. And then two, we actually got our... Uh, mum, dad and sister to help us out when we couldn't. If there was no way we could drive the car, they were actually kind enough and still are to this day to help us out in driving. So for the first month when we were all ready to launch, we actually did zero trips. We did no trips whatsoever. Um, and I remember thinking, hey, look, we're, we're, I, th- I felt like we were doing everything right at the time. I remember feeling you know so so accomplished accomplished yes that's the perfect word accomplished that i've been able to set up this whole business in oh with joshua towards at this point i was already uh, helping josh out i remember thinking oh like we've accomplished so much but yet we get zero trips and when that happens you've got this point where i guess you start feeling a bit disappointed a bit disappointed so it did take about a month to two months for someone to actually use the service. Uh, we were running just Facebook ads to get the awareness out there. Um, so we started with running a little yellow picture uh, that has three characters on it. You might have seen it now and it's redesigned and done a lot better. Now it says, step one, we drive uh, you. I can't even remember what it is. <laughs> what is it? It's, it's one, book a pickup, two, driver assigned, three, we drive you and your there, car. That's what so. it is. Uh, so that's been redesigned to make it to look a little bit better. But we did an original one of that, um, that it was yellow background and it had a bit of little characters. And that was the first ad we ran on Facebook um, to try to get people to know that, hey, look, we're doing the service. We can get you and your car home. But it, it, it wasn't very effective. Um, I guess that was our very first ad that we ever ran. So it was a really good experience and it was a good, um, I guess, a, a position that we actually just stepped forward and actually gave it a go. And from there, it, we did, we've, since then, we've ran a lot of different Facebook ads. 
but um, that still wasn't the turning the turning point. We did so many different things. So Josh and I would actually join like all these Facebook groups, and it could be the most randomest Facebook group. It could be, you know, four wheel drive, dog walking, you know, window cleaning, and we'd join the Facebook group and just post our service into the group. And um, I I do remember one time I joined a group. Uh, and I think it was the Canberra Light Rail Group uh, or something along the lines of that before the light rail was built. And I posted the service on there saying, hey guys, you know, I'm super keen for this light rail coming along. Uh, but here, check out this, <laughs> check out this business. And we posted it on there and people immediately knew what we were trying to do. And they were commenting like, this just seems like a cheap way to advertise your business and so on and so forth so that was a that didn't work out well at all if, if anything it backfired on us uh i remember joining canberra international students group <laughs> and just posting it on there saying check out this new service uh so all sorts of groups trying to post it on there saying hey check this out check this out check this out uh, i did we also messaged pages um, we'd message pages saying, hey, look, we've got this new service. Would you mind giving us a bit of a shout out? The one that did give us a shout out was the Canberra Drivers Facebook group or page. And uh, that was really awesome. Really awesome of them to do. And that post got a lot of traction. No customers, but Facebook traction. <laughs> uh, so that was awesome to see. And that was really good. And uh, we've had the opportunity to meet uh, the, uh, the people that organize the, the that manage that page now and they've been really good with us and so it's really cool but back then they had no idea who we were and they were still kind enough to post it so that was really really good cool so we had done all this online stuff and we had zero customers so there was a turning point where it, we started getting a few customers and this was just one day I came home and I came up with this idea so I said to Josh you know what I'm going to do I'm going to make a poster or a, yeah, a poster and I'm going to make it so that it, it advertises our service for just $20 and I will get people home from selected venues, uh, from that venue to their home for as little as $20. So if you've used our service before uh, recently, you'd know that it costs nowhere near $20 now. So yes, there was a time where we would take people home in their own car. For twenty dollars, <laughs> and at three in the morning, <laughs> and at three in the morning. Okay, so this poster just just all it said was, uh, "We drive you and your car home for just twenty dollars." So I went to I I made this poster and I went to different venues such as the District in Christ, the Lighthouse Bar in Belconnen, the Gungalan Lakes Club, Siren Bar. Those were the first four. And I asked them if I could put these posters in the venue. So I wanted to put them in the, you know, the washrooms, um, just on any wall that I could find or where they would let me. And surprisingly enough, when I went to the district, they said, yes, we're more than happy to help you out and you can put these posters around our venue. Went to the lakes, they said, yes, more than happy. Lighthouse, Gungalan, um, I'm sorry, Gungalan Sarambar, they all said, yes, you're more than welcome to put the posters up. I, we then went on and actually went to, I think, 20 other venues, and they all said, yes. Keeping in mind that these posters were 
designed by us. They weren't professionally designed at all. Uh, and they were done on Photoshop CS2. So if you know about Sweets, that was one that came out, I think, in 2002. It was super old and it was super clunky. And we would just print them off and laminate them. Uh, so it wasn't really pretty, but it did the job. And the venue owners were still kind enough to let us let us put it on there um, around their venue. And big venues like the Gungahlin Lakes and even to a point, I think we were at the Gungahlin Raiders and the Labor Club and big venues like that. And they were letting us put their stuff around the venue too. And uh, I think it was just the fact that they thought it was a really good um, service. And they just also saw that it was just me and him giving it a go. Yeah. Uh, you know, Canberra businesses are really good to support other Canberra businesses we found. Um, a lot of business owners just want to actually help out. Yeah. Um, so it's just one of those things that we also say, if you're starting a business, it's really easy to get help here in Canberra. You just got to uh, go look for it because people will always be happy to help out. Yeah. So yeah, it was really good for the business owners to let us do that. Look, it's obviously great um, for the community and I think they saw that as well. So they let us put the posters there. Um, yeah, so I think after that we had the posters out uh, on three, four, five venues around Canberra and, you know, we were getting, willing to get people home at three in the morning for $20. We're sitting around uh, hoping that it took a bit of time. I think it was about three weeks that we put these posters up um, and then bang, <laughs> someone, someone rings the phone number on this sketchy poster, <laughs> sketchy poster with the phone number uh, and someone rings and goes, hey, uh, can you come get the car? I think it was the one of the venue owners as well, actually. So he had obviously met us before anyway. So he knew we weren't just going to, you know, some dodgy, dodgy people. He knew we were the, the real deal. So he called us and he said, hey, I've got staff and I've got some customers and all these people here. Uh, can you come, come, do, come get the car and come take people home? And we were like, yeah, let's do it. And so we did, and uh, and on that night we actually did six trips on that night. Mm. Mm. So yeah, it just that that was actually such a good feeling. So you've gone from no trips to do six in one night. It was yeah, it was incredible. So I remember thinking after the night was done, I just remember thinking like, geez, like. Like, that's so many. We're gonna need. We're gonna need drivers. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be so rich. Like, like, this is this is too good to be true. I've done six trips. Like I've hit the jackpot now. Yeah. And yeah. Um, like I just felt so happy, um, just by doing these these few trips. I think six trips took us. Like to complete all six trips, it took so like how many hours do you think? Probably took like five hours and. Two, two of us, all this fuel, and I think after the six trips, we've made just over $100. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone also, as we mentioned earlier, I was on my P's, Oscar was on, couldn't drive a manual car, so I was driving all the customers, and I just wasn't displaying my P plates. Uh, we just said, you know what, stuff it. Let's just deal with what we've got, go with what we've, what we've got, 
um, probably wasn't the best decision. But we wouldn't recommend. We wouldn't recommend. I wouldn't recommend, absolutely. But what I do say to people all the time is, how do you get someone that can't drive a manual car and someone that doesn't have a license to start it? I come back and just say it's the desire to start something. Uh, we could have had a hundred different reasons as to why this wouldn't have worked and why this was a bad idea. Um, but with the desire to wanting to start something, you you'll find will find a way. But I think that's it for this episode, guys. If you have any questions, please just send us a message. Um, you, know, you, can, you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram. Shoot us a message and we'd be more than happy to answer any questions that you may have. Um, that's it from me. You're listening to Oscar Gonzalez. And Joshua Gonzalez. And pick up your games. See you later.